Oh, yeah. New, 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 new world order. For life. Yeah, someone, actually, someone said the Bullet Club was better than the NWO. They need to get slapped. The other day. And I, yeah, so. Hey, so, you know, I thought about that. I think I saw that, that tweet. You um, did. I think you replied to it. I did reply to it. I do remember this. And here's the thing. I thought about this a lot deeper, and I probably shot myself in the foot after I tweeted that, but fuck it. When I, when I really think about it, both groups kind of had the exact same peak. Like, they both had, like, two years to three years where they were, like, right on top. Like, everybody was talking about them. Like, both groups. And then after a while, then it just kind of became, you know, two sweets. Well, here's a, here's blah, a better blah, blah. question for you. Wh- which group has the better in-ring performers? Ah, uh, it's probably going to be Bullet Club. Well, I mean, so you got to factor in. It's different I mean, styles and eras, I mean, too. Oh. I mean, you got you to gotta find that a little better. Because when you say strictly, are we talking strictly in-ring or are we talking about overall? Because we talk about overall, Hulk Hogan trumps them all. Yeah, let, let's go. Um, let's go strictly in ring. But we can't like we can't like Hollywood Hulk Hogan wasn't hilarious and like great at what he did in the ring either. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like it, Hollywood Hulk Hogan is on a different tier than all of these guys. Because like, it's just. But Macho Man Randy Savage, that's no slouch. But where are you going to put when it comes to AJ Styles, though? AJ in Styles, ring? they got a good point. Like, in ring, he might be the best one in ring of all of them. Out of all of them. Technically, Shawn Michaels was the NWO for like a few weeks. Ah, so was Kurt Henning. But I- I'm thinking more WCW NWO. Yeah, that's why I go with Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. Because that, that dude's up there in ring. That man could stretch anybody. I don't remember. Was Chris Benoit ever in the uh, – did he ever go NWO at the end? I can't remember. No, nah, he was a horseman. It's true. Yeah, I know that – yeah, that's true for most – so I guess I didn't – because, like, there was – so like, near the end, there were so many people that, like, came in and joined up that I really don't remember. And if you think about it, both of these groups we're talking about had the exact same thing happen to them. Too many people, eventually. Like now, it's to the point where like you can mention Bullet Club and then you'll have like 18 different names that people will drop in your mentions and you'd be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's the same yeah. like that. It's the same like that with NWO after a while because they had NWO Japan. They had true. It's just it's just like Bullet Club now. So like me, I have to like after a while when it gets to that point where so many people start to join, that's when I gotta narrow it down. Like all right, when I look at the peak of the NWO, what was it, ninety seven to about ninety nine? Yes, yeah. And then if I look at six had its moments too. And then I can't think of the exact years, but. It was somewhere, what, 2014, 2015 to about 18. 
17, 18, where Bullet Club was like going crazy. So, or it could have been earlier than that. Maybe 2013. Like, I'm not sure, but it was about like a three year stretch. Because once Finn left and then AJ stopped, and then like once Finn and AJ left, I couldn't really care about the Bullet Club no more. Then Cody got in it, Adam Cole, Omega. It just just became too many. Too many people now. The Bullet Club never resonated with me like the NWO did. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't popular in America at all. Like, that was the thing. It was it was Japan and the internet is what helped the Bullet Club. If if WWE or AEW would have capitalized on the Bullet Club market when they could have, like especially WWE, like I just think it's I I'm over it now. Like they could do the Bullet Club thing, and I'm just gonna be like, all right, it's cool. But if it ain't on, if it's not with AJ or Finn, I don't care about these other guys. Or you bring up them too, and I, you could say that WWE did capitalize on it because they, they took did. the leaders. They took their, they took the best ones. They took Finn, who basically was and like the founder, and then you take uh, AJ Styles, who took it over. Who AJ Styles, arguably the best wrestler in the world. Still in the yep. conversation. I don't think he's at number one right now, but he's still in the conversation. At any given moment, he can remind everybody. Oh, I, I'm not saying he still can't put on a spectacular match. I just I don't no. know that if I can rank him in front of either Brian Danielson or Seth Rollins right now. Uh, oh, no. Nah. Oh, God damn. I'd like to see him and Brian. Or actually, I'd like to see him and this Rollins go at it. We probably um, will. I do tag team division. It's going to be pretty stacked. The Finn and AJ end up being a team. Then you got Edge and Priest. Yeah, fucking RK Bright. Eesh. It's a lot of people. Going a lot of big names. But I, I don't know, man. Like th- that whole argument. It's going to go either way, depending on what wrestling you watch. For us, we're obviously going to be more towards the NWO because that just changed professional wrestling. Yeah. Like, it, like it's it just what Hogan did will never be done again unless John Cena does it. Like, yeah, the there's, there's nobody that can make that moment. Look, look, put it this way. Stone Cold Steve Austin shook Vince McMahon's hand, and it still didn't have the impact that that leg drop did. No, he was still getting cheered. It's a, yeah, there was still a large group of people, even though he was getting some booze. <laughs> I, I mean, I I never once started. I never once hated Stone Cold. He turned, and it was just like this is weird. But he dude, still killed it. Yeah, he made me he laugh. Was still Austin. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also because we've seen this for so long, we were thinking all thinking in the back of our mind. All right, what game are you playing, Austin? When are you gonna fuck Vince up? Like, come on! Like, <laughs> like we're oh, all just ne- waiting for it, you know. The, ve- the very next night, you know, he teased it. You know, he basically said, "If y'all want me to whoop Vince McMahon's ass right now, 
<laughs> Give me any events all tripping out. Well, that ain't gonna happen tonight. Yep. Oh, speaking of Austin, cannot wait for that broken skull sessions tomorrow. I'm I might watch that bits when I wake up tomorrow. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get me another pen tomorrow. Put that one on. And yeah, <laughs> just because I'm real curious, and plus, if I don't, the internet's gonna have all the quotes out there. So I, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather watch it before I start seeing it all over the internet. I find it funny that, like, here lately, WWE has been capitalizing on every internet moment and topic. They're definitely trying to capitalize on Nikita Lyons. Oh, they're smart. They know what they're doing. I, I look, man. That I, I get where where she's gonna go in her career because it's it's obvious that they're high on her. But it's it's only gonna go so far unless she just takes this slight majority of the women down there, unless they all just take this. Crazy turn, like the like the other women did in NXT. That it eventually does. Like the women just take this crazy turn to where they just become fucking great. Um, I don't, I don't. She's only gonna be as go as far because now, like the move set's already limited enough as it is. So I, they really don't need to put her and Lash Legend against each other no more because it's literally been a copy-paste match and they haven't gotten any better with it. <laughs> I haven't been too impressed with Last Legend per- personally. She's um, got a charisma and I love the charisma she has but it's not translating in the ring. It could be who she but she's trying like like she's trying very hard and so is like everybody is down there. It's just not like I don't know. Well, Nikita Lyons has what WWE's looking for. They're looking for something that's marketable. You know, all the yeah. it, it, like Vince McMahon says, anybody can be a wrestler, but can you be a WWE superstar? You know, the wrestling stuff will come later. And it just gets back to <clears throat> getting back to basics. You don't necessarily have to have some huge, crazy video game moveset if you can work no. with what you have. Uh, so. Yeah. Nikita just has to keep getting better. I haven't been like severely impressed myself personally, no. but I, I can see what they see. I, yeah. I do see. I do see what they see outside yeah. of the first thing that you see, and uh, I, smart. <laughs> I, you know, so I, I, I so I get it. So I, I'm I'm cool with letting it ride for a second to see where it goes. I'm hey, gonna, look, I'm gonna hold judgment. This ain't even me. Like it's probably gonna sound like me being an asshole. Asshole when I say no. this, but looking at the the women and how everything is being presented in NXT, I completely understand why Ember is is bitter. Like I get it because when it comes to the marketable wise. Women ten times marketable, but Ember is better in the ring than all of them. 
sure. It's the, it's gonna be and and that just goes right into your point of what you were saying. Like, yeah, anybody can be a wrestler. You can because if you train hard enough, you can become great in the if you ring. You want it? You can be it. You can be yeah. a wrestler. You can learn the moves. Yeah. You know, if if you're into this business and you ever get on screen, <clears throat> whether it be WWE or AEW or whatever, at this point, you you know how to wrestle a little bit, at the very least. Like- so. A quote stuck with me, and it's from God Rest His Soul, Rest in Peace, Scott Hall. You know, it's like he used to tell boys back in the day when the cruiserweights come back from, hey, that was a good match. Now watch me go make them go crazy with an abdominal stretch. <laughs> and that's and that's what a, a over-character, like I don't know how to quite put this, that's what, yeah. when you have an established character in mm-hmm. Superstar, you could do that type of stuff. But people would, would hear that quote and take offense to it and not get it. But in context, it's basically saying, yeah, that was a great match. But, you know, with this simple move that I'm about to do because of my character, this building's about to go fucking nuts because when I put them in this abdominal stretch, they're all booing and ready to go crazy because they know I'm about to grab this rope and hide it from the ref. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love that shit. It was my favorite thing from Scott Hall because he would always position the abdominal stretch where he could grab the rope because of his arm length. Or old school heel stuff, man. It's just like Nate's with grabbing the rope with a figure four. Yeah, or when him and him and Nash were in a tag match, that was my favorite thing. He put him in the abdominal stretch, but I knew his arm was about to go behind his back, and Nash was about to pull his arm and give him extra leverage because, like, yep. that was that was a me and you move that I always wanted to do. Like <laughs> in my mind, that would have been something if we were a tag team. I would have the abdominal stretch in, and I just reached my hand to the back. <laughs> It's funny Shit. too, man, because like I bet you don't see I, that same no with you. You've been watching some older wrestling recently, mm-hmm. and um, it's just uh, in 03 now, I'm starting to see some of the, the newer style wrestling where I'm oh, at, yeah. particularly on the SmackDown side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it's funny how you know, I can what 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 can get over then and what, how it's done now. Yeah. And uh, somewhere along the way it became video game-ish. And I, I don't want to say it's a bad thing, but no, there's, there's, there's a certain art that was lost along the way too. And only a few really got that. Now John Cena can still do it. I was just watching, um, speaking of a, uh... Video game wrestling, uh, the on WWE on Peacock, they were doing the best of the best of series, and uh, Kevin Owens was on yesterday. The best of Kevin Owens. That's someone that can do the video game wrestling style, but still sell everything. Hybrid, like something that's not done. That he did. And it's funny because he was facing Seth Rollins. Of course, they did this. But it, it's funny because Seth Rollins always does the suplex off the top, then the Falcon Arrow, which can be too much at times. But it's funny. But KO did a suplex off the top rope 
just the regular one. But just the amount of time, though, that they both sold it in the ring of falling from that high up, like the amount of people that would have rushed for the cover right away. Or, yeah, those are certain little small details. You know, yeah, or they would have done the suplex and then act like they just didn't do a suplex. Or it's back to where, like, Scorpio Sky, yeah, he just knocked Sam and Guevara off into a barbed wire ladder. But I'm going to get right back up, springboard onto this ladder so you can push me off again for the finish. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, that's the video game wrestling. Like, I don't like it. WWE does it sometimes. A certain, like, they they did it a lot in black and gold NXT is everybody's favorite era of NXT, which was great matches, great shit, but you can see all the people that got let go. Now, like, mm-hmm. everyone that is gone, in a way, fits the video game wrestling style more than a traditional style. Speaking of uh, speaking of storytelling and whatnot, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the mobster movie that we got to watch the other day on NXT. Oh, that's going on right now with uh, the dawn of NXT and the the fucking Santos Escobar, dude. I fucking Santos love this Escobar. story. Yo, the, yeah, like story. that shit was like I, I felt like I was watching an episode of Power. Bro, I was I was telling the wifey that I was like, "Yo, these motherfuckers been watching Power." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, did you see the whole thing? I seen like, everything that was on Tuesday, I believe. Oh, so you saw the kidnapping too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no truce with Santos. <laughs> Also, also enjoyed the uh, the whole thing with Toxic Attraction. Yeah, and, and Wendy Chu and uh, Roxanne. She's a little cutie too. Roxanne, um, Roxanne. Every time I fuck, I, I, that song gets in my head. Every goddamn time they say it, I'm like Roxanne, Roxanne. All she wanna do is party all night. Goddamn, goddamn. <laughs> Dude, I I cannot tell you how many random days wifey would come around here just singing that. <laughs> I hated that. I, I, I shit gets in your head, bro. I don't even I'll be, listen. I'll be to like, it. Uh, be like Barney. It gets up in your head, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, but I love the character that she's presenting as well with the video package that they showed that she's just basically being her video game character. That she always created in WWE games. Uh, that's that's Roxanne Perez. That was her thing. She was a kid. You know, she hated talking to people. She didn't fit in, so she just played video games all day, and it was always wrestling. I think and I did she, see that like a week or two ago. But, so yeah, now she's so it makes sense why she's with Wendy Chu. This is like the perfect one. It's the most kid type gimmick that they got with, so it, it'll work, and it's funny. And you know, Gigi Dolan's facial reactions. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around Wendy Chu uh, was uh, what's her face? Range. She's got range. So, um, <clears throat> sorry, I can't remember this fucking chick's name, but Main Ming. Yeah. Always. That's right. Because I always like think of Mae Young. 
Hey, that shit was awesome. I thought that, like, but I wonder what the eventual involvement is to Wendy Chu. Eventually, I don't know. I, I wonder if there is an involvement. It could just be. It reminds music. me of like a freaking Pokemon or something. <laughs> I, it, just makes me, it just makes me fucking like. <laughs> That's such a perfect description. Cause I, <laughs> that's, what, that's what comes to my mind when I see her. It's one of the best fucking Pokemons ever, man. Not wake that motherfucker up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wrap, son. <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed NXT. I did. I it, it's I missed the first twenty minutes, and of course, that's when they had the triple threat match. Bro. So I didn't, I didn't see that. Ah, uh, the, I really hope that there's some other people developing pretty fast because they got a few people in NXT <laughs> right now, and it's like I was tweeting you and texting you about it. I think they got about five, six stars right now that are ready to go. Like this shit's crazy. I mean, you might I, have to def- define the word star because um, you might be a little liberal with the word star here. Are we talking how, just like, are we talking just main roster ready talent or are we talking like a star? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, whoa, all right, all right, all right. God damn, let me choose. I forgot we can't be fucking literal with anything no more. We have like, so, <laughs> we around words so fucking much. That's why I have to start chilling out with the goat word. Um. All right, so they got about five, six people right now that could be on the main roster and never have to look back at NXT because they're ready to go. They have an estate; they're established as a character, and I. It's just because a lot of these characters they got going on in NXT. It's there's a ceiling on it because I just feel like the NXT level. Is gonna get capped off at a certain point. The main roster, there's just so many possibilities with it. Like, I, I was surprised Gacy didn't win the title, but I guess they're still continuing the feud. Both of them can go. Uh, all three in the uh, triple threat match, they could go to the main roster. That's five people right there that could go. Um, eventually. Mandy Rose has proven herself, and Toxic Attraction can be back, can be on the main roster if they don't man. change the gimmick. Oh man, they better not. The best thing she ever did was go back to NXT and find this. So if, if she comes back up to the main roster and they don't keep it running with this, then that's a that's a blunder. That's a fail. But which I'm pretty certain that. Anything from here on out that gets created in NXT more than likely will stay going to the main roster. I, I feel That's, more. Confident. Well, at least there's a better chance. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely um because they'll already come in with a name change. It'll whatever. 
so I, I'm just really, but now I'm starting. So if they don't have anybody else ready to go for NXT right now, then I kind of understand why these guys are staying and not moving up. Because if they if they go up, then NXT 2.0 is dead. So they'll they'll have to figure. But they can always send some main roster guys down because there's some people that just need to go back to NXT. Um, he doesn't really need to go back to NXT, but Dominic would succeed in NXT. Like he'd be a star down there. I don't think it would hurt him. I think it would be really Not good for him to get down it, there. It, Nah, he could go down there and have a really good run with the a title, and and just be good. Cause him and Santos would be, but Santos Escobar needs to go to the main roster at some point. I just wonder. Who, hmm? I just wonder with them, like, um, how it would play out on the main roster. I, I don't. I like Santos Escobar. I don't have a whole lot of faith that. He's gonna do well on the main roster. No, but they had a small run in with the Mysterios on NXT one week. So, so that could be they could play into that then. That that can always plant the seeds for them to move up. But I'm I think liking if they're presented right, I I, yeah. I think they can do well, but I don't I'm the, I don't have a hundred percent faith that they'll be presented right when they hit the main roster. So that's where I'm nah, at with them. I'm I'm with you on that. Like honestly, I'm with you. And the only reason why I have somewhat good faith they could succeed on the main roster is because the English is so good. He can cut a promo. Yeah, that that that'll help him a lot. And you got Senorita Secret Sauce. Um, Oh, (laughs) you got you know the, the the tag team in the group. Is that something you came up with? (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, that was fucking B-Fab. <laughs> that was great. B-Fab used to call her that Senorita Secret Sauce, and that shit has stuck with me and Swag ever since. Yo. She... That's a, that's a boss right there in that group. Like, it got a nice little stable. So, now I'm wondering... After I seen what happened with the mob wars they got going on, how this is going to evolve? Because I feel like I feel like the dawn of NXT is a little outnumbered in a way. Like, yeah, he got these other two guys, but I don't know, man. These these other two dudes, I, I they don't they don't look the part right now. I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes, but they three on three basically with that. It, yeah, um, but maybe it's like I don't know, like maybe it's the hats. Maybe the hats have to go. <laughs> like I, call call on his uh maybe call on Fabian Eichner. Yeah, like that's another thing that I'm worried about too, is like, yo, it, I, I know we ain't dropped this dude for him to do nothing because this dude's actually pretty good. Like I'd be. I, yeah, I actually I'd like Fabian Eichner. Did he change his name? Or is it, did so. I imagine that? I haven't seen him since he walked out on Imperial. Okay. And way, I just knew he represented Italy, so 
in the in the cruiserweight classic, I believe. So I just and he had the Italy flag on his trunks. So I just felt like that was perfect for him to be in that group. And he's built. He could actually be the muscle. And he's very but good they, in the ring. But they could lead into that since they kidnapped the other. Only need to be on TV. I'd say else though, uh, another guy that NXT has that I feel like they could call up at any given time is uh, oh fuck me, Solo. Well, I, he's always the options always there for him because of the bloodline. All right, then it's got to be Grayson Waller. Thank you, uh, thank you. Yes, it's, uh, <laughs> thank you. It's, it's Grayson Waller because dude's good. You could cut a promo. He's an asshole. Dude, dude's a heel. All right, yeah. yeah. The front flip into look, the kill switch was nasty. Look, man. I know this is gonna sound crazy because he just had a match. But Grayson Waller is the perfect person to come out there and slap Pat McAfee. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> to me, see, to me, I see, like, Grayson Waller is the heel that I wish Austin Theory was. We well, ain't got that dope accent. <laughs> I mean, the accent aside, like, I just... His uh, his portrayal of Look, a heel, I wish that's what Austin Theory was. Me personally, man, I, I don't know if Austin Theory's got that type of swagger. <laughs> no. I Like, Grayson Waller, that's just the perfect word for it. He's just got the swagger that a heel's supposed to have. Like, <laughs> this dude comes out there, and he, like, when he's not wrestling, like, the attire he's wearing when he comes out there, uh, this dude... Puts Happy Corbin to shame in the style game because this dude's just—it's the Grayson Waller effect. <laughs> Grayson Waller. Yeah, then he has the accent, so it's like he—he he, at any given moment he can pop up and just start ripping. That's how I would do it. I'd have him just come walking through the crowd with the microphone at a random moment during a pointless match. It's, just funny, it's funny you mentioned Corbin because that might that would probably be a good person for him to kind of buddy up with on the main roster. To replace Mad Cat. I hope Corbin with, uh, whoops his ass Sunday. I mean Grayson Waller, if if I like when I really think about it, like Happy Corbin and Grayson Waller have a very similar gimmick right now. And they're both assholes. They would make for a great team. Yeah. I think that would work a lot better than what it, it would work better than Madcap and Happy. I can I can dig that. It, did you watch uh, Waller's match on Tuesday against Nathan Nathan Fraser? I did. Uh, I do like that guy. Yeah, it's a Seth Rollins training. So he was trained by a visionary, a revolutionary, and that was a. Sick Phoenix Splash. All right. I'd have been more impressed. I I would have been more impressed with it if he didn't already miss one. Yeah, but 
the way he landed that shit was nasty. Like the impact of the Phoenix yeah. Splash to me was perfect. Like I when I saw that I was like, damn. Like who who these two guys know what the fuck they're doing. Because that's that's how you make a splash look not scripted. Like it looked like wow. he legit like piled into him, like just drove his body into him. Waller better chill out taking stuff Rollins and shit. Doing the burn it down thing in the corner. I <laughs> trying to do the curve stomp. Scrace and Waller. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I, I like that about him too. Healer face son, he will fucking go at you. He'll fucking mock you, whatever he ain't worried. <laughs> his ego is bigger than anybody in his mind. <laughs> I think Seth, I think Seth and Waller would put on a pretty good match too. Look here, that NXT little building will blow up if Seth Rollins ever come out there. Go burn it down, hit. It's over. <laughs> oh, but man, I'd be interested to see Seth Rollins go down there and get face to face with a solo support. He about to chill out taking all these L's. <laughs> Roman Reigns ain't gonna like all that shit. That's why he got kicked out. Remember his stories that he got kicked out of the family. He was on the street. I'm gonna tell tell one of the Usos there about go down there and get y'all little brother. If if they ever go that route with Solo, that's gonna be a very interesting story if they're gonna tell it like that that he was kicked out of the family. And I could be like, Rome's like, yeah, I watched you in NXT. That's why you was taking all these L's. Why we kicked you out? <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. We champions around here. <laughs> And Roman's so good. That's why. That's the only reason why Seth Rollins ain't number one right now. Right. Yeah. Right. If Roman Reigns decided to go to Hollywood or take a break right now, ain't nobody better than Seth Rollins right now in the business. Nobody. I mean, you. I can. <laughs> Given right now that Brian has been doing this, you know, this whole tag and trios matches, to me, right now, Seth is the best. Yeah, apparently. At, they this, at to, this current moment. They cut some promo or something they did, and everybody's been going crazy about it. I'm so uninterested right now that I ain't went and looked for it. Who cut a promo? The club? Yeah, because people got all hyped because – they were doing a training video when Regal was talking and training and just, oh, I'm over it. I'm over it. Dak's over it. I, I, look, man, like, they, they lost me. The direction of this whole thing, I'm, it's, damn, sorry, I keep hitting my fucking microphone. But it's just, it's over. It's over. I, I can't, I can't get behind it. It's just me though. Like some people love it, and I'm proud that they love it. Like, hey, good for you. I'm, hey, more power to you. Like I just can't. Like, 
the star power of Mox and Brian Danielson and what Mox and Brian Danielson were doing before this was just so much bigger and better. Uh, I don't I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with this. I'm gonna give it a minute and see where it goes, but yeah, I do agree that it was a little. I I personally feel like they were doing better before. I, the, I before before Regal got there, for that matter. I I just yeah I I don't know man. This is it, it's to me it's not it, from from just how everything was spoken with Brian and how it was being talked about and delivered. And now it's just it just seems like it's went a completely different route than that. Like everything just completely changed. Like that like that promo didn't happen to me anymore. That original one? Yeah. Cause yeah, like Brian. It, uh, unless you know if that was just for that match for them to have. But like that's what I'm like, this whole BCC thing is became such a big ordeal and being presented as such a big ordeal that it's overshadowed the really great stuff that Brian Danielson and Mox were actually doing before this came along and kind of put them down on the card to me. To me, to me, it's just it, it, how they built it up in the promo to where they are now just seems like an underachievement. Yeah, and and with the people involved, I I never expected that. Like I yeah, so that's a this. part of it too, because you hold them to a higher standard. Exactly, and and like I'm saying, like I guess you know, and I hate to say this, but I know you're not gonna hate to hear this. <sighs> the curve was right. Oh, I, I always like that. I like that episode. What, what was I right about this time? The minute William Regal cut a promo and Gerv got oh. on the podcast and Gerv was like, I'm just disappointed that I didn't hear Brian speak. Well, just and, after that first whole promo, I was like, mm, just I wasn't feeling it. I was, and it, and it, and it concerned me. It worried me a little bit. Mock speaks, and then Brian does it, and I felt like ever since you pointed that out to me, and I was the one saying, like, ah, oh, maybe it'd be like each week someone different to speak, but Brian doesn't really talk that much no more. Not as much as he needs to, because of how and he, he should be the, the mouthpiece of this group, because he's the one that can actually make me invest into it. Because he's what invested me into it. He right. sold me on the idea and then when I bought into it, I got to return the product. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, your favorite actor. You, you, he, he's on the preview and you bought into his, oh, I got to watch that. That's my boy. You watch the movie. <laughs> he's only in it for 20 minutes. Oh, God, dude. And it's a three-hour movie. Yeah, so I, I get what you're saying. I guess, I don't know. And look, and this is not discrediting or disrespecting the matches that these guys have put on because Will Willa Euler and um Mox was great. Um all the matches that they have been great. But the tag matches like they're just they're doing what they should do against these nobodies. But and then y'all got these ranking systems that it's like all right then Mox and 
Brian Danielson should have a title shot right now. Mox is 11 and 0. Brian Danielson has a loss. But then, then I get the, if I say that, then I get the mentions of, well, they haven't beat anybody credible. Whose fault is that? Then, then what the fuck are we, then why are we counting these? Then these shouldn't even count then. I don't even want to see these added on the record. <laughs> if that's uh, the so case, I, then, I get I get that argument too. It's just like in basketball, but someone has yeah. someone has sixty wins out west. You know, when there the West is the more dominant uh, conference, then I would say that okay, that's a lot more impressive than getting sixty wins out east. Yeah, but I, I get it. But then I'm gonna use Tony Storm as an example. I rack up twenty wins on dark or elevation against nobodies. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, well, her record proves that she deserves a title shot. And it'll be well, presented like that. When, that's, the, that's the thing. We got to realize, too, that there's a little difference in the men's and women's division. It's really not when it comes to that tag division, because who's better than Mox and Brian? Well, <laughs> tag I, yeah, that's that's true and all, but I, I, I'm pretty – and even last – Last night, I I think we can. I can't believe that there's still people that want to argue that the AEW women's division is better than WWE's. Yo, they gotta chill with that argument, and this ain't even me because I'm more WWE than AEW. It's just for the fact that it's just it's obvious. Yeah, it's just come on, man. If you can't see that, then you just want to be blinded, and ignorance is bliss. So have at it. If they're so much better, how come you want every WWE release talent? Exactly. Because everybody hates her online, but if the GOAT appeared in AEW, she would instantly be the number one women's women wrestler in your whole fucking company. That would feel just as surreal as it did when Cody is on WWE right now. Yeah. Could you imagine? Like, picture it. Yeah, oh, I know. I can't picture it, dude. It's just weird. It's video shopped. Yeah. Bro, it still blows so, my mind. I go on Peacock and I'll see Cody under the raw banner and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's just weird looking. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. It, it, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. But yeah, and it's even, it's like Sasha Banks, dude. If she walked over there, she'd have to be the number one. Well, There's no way she would never lose, and she shouldn't. Sasha Banks is, you know, the the Shawn Michaels of the women's division. She really is of, of women's wrestling. So I mean, I I guess you know because of who she is and you know her personal favorites, you could say like an Eddie Guerrero, but I say Shawn Michaels because I like I said and you've said. Many times on this podcast, everybody has their best match against Sasha Banks. And I say this a lot on the podcast, but it's been a while since I said it. When it comes to one and two for me, but it's really in the whole wrestling business, in the ring, everything. Charlotte and Sasha are one and two, and the one and two swap depending on the day. But Bianca's coming. (sighs) Oh, Bianca's three. Yo, I've I've seen I've seen people. Did you, did you see the one recently? The 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 fan that uh, 
tweeted that it was pitchers and then the greater than thing that it was basically that Ty Conti was greater than Bianca Belair. All right. I'm gonna need somebody to uh just go ahead and uh try to verify that person because that ain't a real person. Ain't no <laughs> And I think they were serious. There's no way. Dude, if they are serious, they need help. I mean, that's that's got to be an AEW blindness, you know? No, nah, that's somebody that's uh, fucking ejecting themselves with anti-WWE shit. <laughs> I, look, man, I didn't know this shit was a, I didn't know this shit was a thing on both sides. I did not literally know that motherfuckers were really this serious. About anti WWE and anti AEW. Oh yeah, that, it's all, it is on both sides too. Yeah, it, that shit's like politics, and that shit's a little fucking crazy. Like it ain't that serious. I'm, I know. I, I I always seem, and you too. Obviously, I know we always seem like we're a little harder on AEW. Of course, we're going to be. We're, we're know, going. But I, you know, like when WWE has something that I need to be tough on, then I will. Hey, and I have been. WWE has been around for so long. It's going to be a lot easier for me to always be like, uh, let me give them the benefit of the doubt. Let me see where it goes before I'll do that with AEW because I've seen so many companies come in and be a major company for a little bit of time. Like it never, it never lasts. So it's, it's, and I got to be. And I gotta be more critic more hard with the criticism over there because they got more to prove than the other. WWE doesn't have anything to prove to me anymore. That's just entertainment. So I got <laughs> I got I gotta say this too. I I finally saw last night on Dynamite a hangman page that I can semi get behind. Oh well, well yeah. He finally fucking said something that I've been wanting to say to CM Punk for a long time. This man said this is not going to be some masturbatory Bret Hart tribute match. Thank you. And he needed and to say that. And he said that's it, and I had to sit there for a minute and think about it. And I'm like, this man just said that. I finally saw a little more edge to his character oh, than I've seen. Him, in a while, and then there's some people arguing. It's like I don't get why everybody thinks this is some heel turn or something. He's been, he's had, he's been like this, but he's had this edge here for a while. And and my first thought is, as someone who watches Dynamite every week, no, he hasn't. And finally, I saw see. somebody that's basically beaten CM Punk to to the point of uh, or to the mark of, you know what. I'm gonna draw first blood. I'm not gonna bow down and 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 be you know and be all happy that I'm about to share the ring with CM Punk. I'm gonna beat your ass. It's and finally, like, and, and the first thing I immediately tweeted was, "Where has this Hangman been?" Well, now, don't get me wrong; it still wasn't the greatest promo I've ever heard. But no, no, dude. No, I finally no. saw something where I was like, okay, thank you. Well, this is where you're going to hear the rare 
times where I'm going to praise CM Punk here. It's the level of the person he's got to get up to. I mean, there's no, there's no argument. Punk's top two, their biggest name in the company. I probably won. Between him and Jericho, name wise, Brian's right there. Ah, Jericho, yeah. You you know what I mean? Unless if if you want to go to Colt way, then it's Punk all day. Yeah. Um, but if we want to talk about generally, like everybody, yeah, I, I, I burned it for a second. I, I forgot about he's Jericho. Top, he's top two for sure. So Hangman's got to draw for, he's got to do this, or Punk's going to bury this guy. Yes. And, 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 he, and, he, and it won't even be on purpose. It's just name level, there's levels to it. He would expose him. Yeah, he would expose him. And, and, and here's the craziest thing. And Punk, like I said, he's top, two, but Punk ain't the best out there at all. Like no, he's not. He just he just <laughs> carries an aura. It's still like, same Punk. Yeah. And so that's just, but that just goes to show also their world title division. Like, <sighs> yo, we got to get Miro back on the fucking program. This this is a little fucking pathetic. Well, maybe we can talk about him here in a little bit, but remind me of that. Oh, uh, excuse oh, me. That, oh, oh, that Joker. Yeah, we maybe do a little speculation on that after we finish this little small topic here. Yeah, I mean, but hey, I'm right there with you. This yeah, is so the you, first so time. you saw it. Yeah, this is the first. I mean, I've seen what I needed to see. First, this is the first time that he's he's gotten this edge. That he's needed. He needed to draw first blood. But this is what he's got to do. So he's doing exactly what he needs to do. I just hope it continues. But now that he's drawn the first blood. And he's he's done that. And did it well. Now when Punk retaliates. Yes. Now we got to see if he can keep up. See this is. That's what I'm, I'm excited. But I'm also hesitant. Because I'm like look. It's, it's one week. It was a good week. Yeah. That's a good week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like it, show me more of that hangman and then and, and start and get me invested finally. Because I haven't been invested this whole title ring. Yeah, he's gotta hey. Maybe you can blame Adam Cole a little bit for that. Well look, because like, it takes two to tango. And yeah, like you just said, it's CM Punk now. It's 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 show up or oh. or go home. Adam Cole went to AEW and proved everything right that Vince McMahon was saying about him. Or what the reports were saying Vince McMahon said about him. Right. Because let's face it. Look, I mean, look, he was in a what? He had what? Two pay-per-views or more? Few here with, with Hangman Page for the world title? And I ain't even, nobody really cared about it. Let's be honest. People were more invested in the non-title matches with CM Punk and MJF, Brian Danielson and Mox, and everybody else. Even the women's matches before we were even worried about Hangman Page and Adam Cole's world title match. But now that he's I'm, dealing with CM Punk, yeah, you're gonna be intrigued. And that's look at it over the last month or so. Yeah. 
you know, the most over person in your company or people has been FTR. And uh, you maybe you you maybe could throw Warlow into that. Yeah, which I'm not even going to get started on that. I just better not ever. And I know it's going to come out there because this is what the Internet does. I just don't want to see the Goldberg comparisons. If you mean for the fact that they neither one of them can wrestle, then maybe. But I'm I, just I, talking. To, about I, I can't believe just being dominant like it. How they chant his name. It's just I, I, I see the comparison. And it's not even close. That weak ass powerball. Yeah, it's not even close because let's just be real. This dude barely got big cast up. Sorry. Which I, I mean can't I get it's seven foot tall. I can't call him William Morrissey. I it's just so hard. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> I know it's not right. It's not right. I know. Uh, I mean it's it's Morrissey, but you know, when you said it with the Morrissey, it just kind of sounded like you were saying it in the voice of Gomer Pyle. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> Uh, I, I, I I I haven't seen it, man. Like this has been another one of these things that I can say where, like, when I when, like I was talking about Rhea Ripley, like, am I the only fucking one that doesn't need to see her join that group? And I guess I'm not the only one because you feel the same way. It's like I, I can't be the only person that's like not feeling this Wardlow shit. I mean, like I said, and I've said this until my till I get blue in the face, man. Like. Once MJF is completely away from Warlow, that'll be the real test. No one's gonna care. That's what I, I, let's, I, let's I have just a be real. That you're right. Let's just be real. If if Warlow was never involved with MJF, we know what he would be right now. He would be a Brian Cage or a Lance Archer situation. Like I mean, like people can be like, "Oh, that's that's just being a hate." No, nah, that's just gonna be facts because when you take MJF away from this, just like if you take Sean Spears away from MJF, dude's gonna be sure. in catering, hopefully, or on the fucking sidelines making OF content with his girl. <laughs> uh, so like I. They, I guess they all said that Serena Deeb is going to be the one to face Thunder Rosa. Boring. Next. I, I think the match will be okay, but the, I, the segment last night was a little tough see, to watch. Um, this, this last night is tough to watch. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. To the point that I brought up earlier with, you know, just comparing the two divisions. Like, I know we, I know we trying to have this Thunder Rosa run, but Let's just be real. Stop playing games and give Jade both belts. Let's just let's just stop playing. Like there's there's only one dominant woman in that company. There shouldn't be two titles for it. Sorry. It's the same thing WWE had a problem with. They they had they only had one top guy. That's why he's the unified world champion right now. 
Well, they got other people that could carry. But the now they got. But, but now they got other people now. But one world title is where it should be anyway. Yeah, but you know, WWE has this problem sometimes with their two women's, but they have a good divisions. But the SmackDown side really ain't got a lot of women. To me, so, the women's title should be unified as well. It, yeah, it, it needs to happen. Like it Sorry. needs to. There's just not enough. No, it, 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 because look, man, like let's you just got be real. people like, that can. You got plenty of people that can carry it. Like right now, there's two solid champions. There is, but at the same time, though, like you're only going to be invested in one of them. Typically, and let's just face well, Charlotte. Let's just Charlotte face it, hasn't man. had the best builds. No, man. Like this is, you know what? Even, this is even before Ronda. I can't even blame this on Charlotte no more. They do this every time she becomes champion. Every time she becomes champion, she has the worst feuds. I don't get it. She'll have some good matches, but the storyline behind them is never there. Like I don't I don't get it. And I'm starting and I can't be questioning the GOAT. Well, I mean, that's the that's the common denominator. When when, when oh, people start I, when people start having bad feuds with just multiple people and multiple people, sometimes you gotta look back. You know, uh Russell Westbrook, you know, you gotta look at <laughs> it, after a while you it. Granted, she's not, it, it doesn't give her the best of uh, storylines to run with, but her character doesn't lend to creating easy storylines either. And I don't know, man. Maybe that's maybe why. To, that's why to maybe, me right now, Bianca Belair maybe, is the top women's wrestler. Maybe I mean, yeah, I get it. Nah, I mean, Charlotte Flair is still the goat, but. You know, maybe it's like it's just you know the shelf life within the women's divisions a lot less when it comes to the the men's division. You could argue because I'm not, argue, I'm not arguing this, but you can. But no, argue. but like Charlotte is the type right now, like where she's at and her status and where she's so established, she could use a year off. You could argue that. Charlotte's best feuds were Sasha. Were just because of her opponents in general. You look at the feud that she had with uh, Becky. That was all Becky. As far, especially as far as the you know the the buildups uh, with Sasha. That's a lot of Sasha. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me take another hit here because I'm starting. I'm, 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 I'm just to, saying. I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not necessarily. I'm starting, I'm starting to forget who the fuck I am. I'm I, not I necessarily am of the goats bandwagon. The fuck well, am I yeah, but oh, boy. <laughs> oh, fuck out of here. I'm just. <laughs> I said I'm not arguing this, but you could argue it. Well, look, now, right now, Bianca Belair is the number one women's wrestler in the world. Right now. 
it's 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 not even close. The closest person to Bianca. What Swaggy Becky? Swaggy like this, but I got Becky Lynch. I mean, it's either Becky or Jade. It's Becky, to me. Yeah, I mean, name wise, it's probably Becky. It's Becky. If we if we if we were jo- if we were doing this on best face, best heel, those are my two. Becky may have the best character. Boy, she's evolved. Swag, if Swag's listening, he just turned off the podcast. I mean, I know he probably has, but hey, the truth hurts. <laughs> the truth hurts you. It's the same people that 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 are that refuse to admit the Usos are the best tag team, and the fact that people even want to compare the Young Bucks is laughable to me. Fucking laughable. The Young Bucks are good for where they're at. But see, that's the thing, though. Like, I hate the fact that people put the Young Bucks, though, as this greatest tag team of all time situation, and they've never really had a real tag team match. If 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 the matches, if if that's the style of wrestling that appeals to you, I can see why someone would say that the Young Bucks are their favorite tag team, or why they would say they're the best tag team. That's not necessarily the tag team wrestling that appeals to me. So obviously, I gotta go. Usos, uh, you know, the new Bro, day, a very, a very good tag team. They're not even doing a traditional tag match. They are literally a young bucks match. That's what it is. That's what it's become. I I can't I can't even watch it because there's no there's no rules involved so, in a so young people bucks. Eat it up, man. That's stupid. <laughs> That's why FTR is the best tag team in AEW because they fucking know the rules. That's why I actually fucking hated when I would see them face the Young Bucks and how they just like they would be following the rules, but the Young Bucks completely wouldn't be. And that idiot ass referee, Rick Knox, or whatever his name is, I think this is something Knox, is always refereeing their matches because all he does is sit in the corner and pretend to throw his hands up or whatever to count and do I mean it's 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 if I, we're being, I don't understand it. I, I don't if understand we're being it. real they don't have any good refs. I just, I, it's I, I can't even like I just look until the like the Usos and the New Day can put on matches that are fucking unforgettable. That's nothing. Well, I don't even think the Bucks could are better than New Day. If anything, though, I've seen the Usos versus the New Day too much. They put on a great match every time, but now it's just like, all right, I've seen it a lot. There's not going to be a whole lot that you're going to be able to change to this match to make it much better than it is, so it's just a lot of the same as well. It's just funny to me that I'm probably not going to be around to see it. But I hope this podcast, I hope someone hears it so my legacy will live on until someone can play it. But 20 years from now, a lot of people are going to remember the Usos and New Day over the Young Bucks. 
I, yeah, uh, unless in, you know, in that world, freaking AEW is taking over as the top wrestling company. Well, then that would mean technology would completely have to take over by then. I mean, because cause the, because of the internet. Dude. Like, the internet is the only thing that saves the Young Bucks career. So they released the like, bracket. Yeah. I want to think about people. If there was no internet, the Young Bucks would have only been popular in Japan. It's true. It's almost like the internet helps them, but it actually hurt WWE. Oh, the internet hurt WWE because then you got all these people that can't stand the Fed. <laughs> That's so the only least, thing I hate. It. But yeah, the bracket. Yeah, the bracket. They released the uh, finally released the first bracket for the Owen Hart men's side. I mean, they only I think they might have done it for the women's too. We've only been qualifying for like three months, and now there's somebody in the match that don't even have to qualify. <laughs> uh, Just make it make sense, people. Any uh, any guesses on who it might be? Well, the internet says it's Claudio. Here's the thing. The first round, they got to face Samoa Joe, whoever the Joker is. I'm going with uh, the Indian dude. Oh, wow. That Sacramento King? I mean, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just, I just don't. It'd be weird for them to debut somebody there unless they got Joe losing. In which case, there'd have to be some shenanigans involved. Well, I mean, if it isn't Miro, then Samoa Joe ain't losing. If it ain't Miro or the the big dude, what, Singh, mm-hmm. then Samoa Joe's not losing. Cesaro's not beating Joe. Sorry. Well, I mean, like, so if, if, uh, if, um, fuck, man. I we a deadhead makes me stupid every time I smoke it. Like I, I, I lose IQ points. Deadhead. Yeah, that's a weird name, but I see why it's called deadhead. Oh, it's a real shit. Like my fucking deadhead OG man. This shit got every time I smoke it. Like I just like I get stupid. Like I can't put my Deep. thoughts together and shit. So that's, I'm having trouble remembering fuckers' names more so than usual. Who are you remember, bro? Uh. Well, that's the problem. What? What do like? Are we talking about the same match here, Joe and the Joker? <laughs> what? What are we talking yeah. about? Like, like, who are we talking about? The the scene? Well, Claudio. So if um, I, I just I just think that Miro. Joe get, he can get screwed out of the match by uh. I was really hoping the dude's name would come to me, man. The fucking... <laughs> I don't All even right. know how to describe him. The two dudes from TNA and Ring of Honor that's been feuding with jokes. Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal. Thank you! <laughs> I couldn't believe that shit wouldn't come to me. But, yeah, so, like, if they could... um, 
petitions. Well, what they're well. doing right now, it's very forgettable, so no one blames you, bro. So uh, that's – they could potentially screw them out. I just don't know if that's how they want to debut, like, Claudio. Um, I don't uh, know if that's I'm... how they'd want to debut with Johnny Gargano. I don't think it's Gargano. I mean, I don't either, but I've heard some people say and speculating that. I mean, Gargano would be the biggest shock to me. It would be. Because I I just think him and WWE have like a secret deal. It could easily be someone from uh, Japan. It could be someone. Well, if it's Okada, game over. He's not going to lose. He's going to hit Joe with about 18 Rainmaker clotheslines. That's going to make me sick. And and use a tombstone pile driver as a regular move. Joe put his ass asleep. Not not the greatest wrestler of New Japan besides Kenny Omega. Yeah, I just don't know who else it would be off the top of my head. I mean, what's another Ring of Honor guy that's out there? Yeah, like I don't know if Gresham. Ah, that'd be a good match. I mean, I thought Gresham was signed. He is. I know he did have a small injury issue there for a second. I I I don't like know exactly. It's just it's weird that they put it in that spot to have to face Samoa Joe in the first round. That's the. That's why I don't. That's why I don't think it should be. That's why I don't think it should be a Joker. It shouldn't be if it's not the scene guy. Then this makes no sense to me. Because Joe don't need to take a loss. Exactly. And and the scene guy don't need to take a loss. And if he's gonna beat Samoa Joe, then this is a big. I mean, this is what they're leading towards. So go ahead and let them eliminate Joe, and that'd be a big deal. But at the same time, if you put this dude in the tournament, how does he not win? Too bad Omega ain't ready. So, Because if Omega was ready, then he could face Kyle O'Reilly in the second round and then face Adam Cole in the finals. They're going to probably... It's AEW, knowing by their logic, the fan base that they kind of go by, the cater with, they're going to go for the blockbuster five-star match person. So it's going to be fucking Claudio more than likely, probably. Oh, I'm sure they tear it down, too. Um, Gargano would be the biggest shock to me. Yeah. But if it's Okada, you heard it here first. Because I haven't heard that name out there. And that's and with the Forbidden Door coming up next month, it's perfect. Why not have a New Japan guy come and win your Owen Hart Cup or tournament or Owen Hart Foundation? See, that's what I was also trying to think about. Like, who would, uh, who would make sense given it's that tournament? <laughs> Jay Claudio White. Kinda, 
Uh, would be Claudio would make sense too because he's good friends with and you know tight you know TJ TJ Wilson who was one of the last few in the dungeon. I think he was the last one. Basically, graduating. Uh, so like, so like that. There's that. There's that tie to it. I don't know, man. Then there's other people in this tournament that don't really have a tie to the Owen Hart thing at all. No. So. I enjoyed Phoenix and uh, Dante Martin. So, wait a second. Darby Allen's facing Jeff Hardy, right? Yeah. Darby Allen beats Swerve. Yeah, I guess so. What a joke. It seems like they're really running with this uh, Keith Lee and Swerve tag team. As you really said, Swerve in our glory. Uh, But (laughs) another day. Yeah, I ain't even (laughs) going. Hey. Uh, (laughs) Whatever makes it happy, makes them happy. As long as the people are happy. That's all. So who you got in the first rounds? Obviously, we can't call the Joe match just yet. But you got the winner of that will face Kyle O'Reilly, the winner of Kyle O'Reilly and Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh, on the other side, I mean, this could end up being Kyle O'Reilly versus freaking Adam Cole again in the finals. But Adam Cole is facing uh, – I think he's facing Dash. I mean, Dax. Adam Cole. And then the winner of that faces the winner of Hardy and Darby. Jeff Hardy will win. So you got Adam Cole versus Jeff Hardy in the semis. And Phoenix versus whoever wins between Joe and them. And the winners of those matches face each other. <laughs> you don't sound very impressed, man. The tournament's kind of lackluster. Maybe there'll be some good matches. Maybe. I mean, there'll be good matches, but like, I mean, it's all you can ask for at the very end. I mean, still be some good matches. Give something to somebody. I'm I'm curious to see what did this. I don't remember if they said when they were starting it. I need to know when that Joe match is gonna be. Depending on how long they fucking did these qualifying matches, <laughs> it might be another three months. Do you know if they released? I don't know if they released the women's bracket. They just had Why the not? qualifying matches. I felt like. I know Tony Storm. Britt Breaker's in it. I know they talked about I think isn't isn't Tony Storm supposed to face Jamie Hayter in the first round? Which is unfortunate. Uh, Not for the viewer. Well, it's just unfortunate because Tony will probably win. 
And then no more Jamie Hayter. Wow. Britt Baker's winning that tournament. It's the I biggest guess that wouldn't be the biggest surprise. I mean, that's the biggest name they have. I mean, God, nobody freaking then Adam Cole could win. Yeah, deal with that. Yeah, it'll be just then they'll be like, oh, we can do a, a Tay and Sammy thing with Cole and Britt Baker, but everybody will love them. <laughs> Barf. Holy <laughs> man. I don't know, man. The matches will be good, so that's all you can really hope for when it comes to that. Yeah, me and Swag were talking the other day about the Cruiserweight Classic, how fucking great that tournament was. Dude, they had fucking Champa and Gargano in the first round. Hell yeah. Freaking Iger was in that shit. Zack Sabre Jr., Oh man, that shit was Kota Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, one of these days I'm gonna get back to watch that shit. That shit was a bomb ass tournament. Fucking Cedric Alexander. Hell yeah, that's what get made a name for Seti. Um, TJP. That's right. It's crazy to think that's who won. <laughs> hey, at the time I saw why. Oh yeah, I, that's who I was going for at the time. I. At, at, at the time, it was either him or Kota, or Bushi. Like, who was in the that, finals with him? What Mustafa Ali in that? Or, or Mustafa Ali? Probably. Was it him in the finals with him? Nah, it was Grand Metalite. Oh God! King of the ropes. Grand Metalite <laughs> really made it to the finals. I didn't remember him getting that far. Him and TJP. That's why we had to go to TJP. It won't fucking Grand Metal League to win. <laughs> Mute yeah, for a second because I got to pee. That was a good tournament. Very good tournament. I might have to rewatch that soon. That is really good. But, ladies and gentlemen, I, I will like to go ahead and promote Saturday's episode. Um, it's going to be like a happy hours number two going on here. Except, uh, Dak's not going to be drinking. I'm going to be eating edibles. So it's going to be interesting as the show kicks in and the edibles kick in, how I will, you know, react. Cause I also got to do predictions for WrestleMania backlash. That's going to be interesting. The girl's going to have to keep me on track. But or could turn into a really good show, really funny show. But just wanted to promote that in advance. Yeah, the edibles edition of the Happy Hours We the Villains podcast this Saturday. Do not miss it when we upload it. Will be memorable. Will be awesome. And we'll have fun. Good time. And I think Gerd's back here. And that was like a commercial break with an ad there. Right. So, there you go. I'm sitting there laughing at you having to make your predictions on an edible. That shit's going to be great. Granted, I don't, there's no, there's, there's really no match that's like 
that person is definitely going to win. Nah. Like you can like each match, you can kind of. I feel like it could go either way. But like, we can. All right, check this out. We can potentially see Roman Reigns get pinned for the first time in a long time. <laughs> I thought about that. I was, I was like, man, like I was thinking that he could, you know, he could make a take the L without him having to take the pin. But what if they did let him take the pin? But who because gets then he's it? not losing the title. Drew, got to be Drew. Or does Orton get it? Got to be Drew. Unless they want to run Orton sooner than later. Well, I mean, because Drew, I mean, SummerSlam's before that UK pay-per-view. Is it? Like, yeah, dude, this shit ain't until September. Like, hmm. like, that's what people don't realize. Like, we still got money in the bank, hell in the cell, and SummerSlam. That's why, like, Drew, it's early for Drew. Interesting. Well, I mean, they could all he could always uh, be denied his title shot, and then he got to go win in the Money in the Bank, to, and then he'll cash it in at that or something. But I really don't know. And I wish you know fans would have watched SmackDown completely because they would have saw Paul Heyman and Adam Pierce's interaction, they would understand why this is a six-man tag match and no longer a tag team unification match. Why is that? Because Paul Heyman told Adam Pierce it would be wise to cancel the tag team unification match and to make WrestleMania Backlash a bigger match by making a six-man tag with the Tribal Chief and the Usos and McIntyre and RK Bro, but Adam Pierce didn't want to do that. And then Heyman said, Well, do I have to go higher than you? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it becomes a we'll see what happens and what happens. <laughs> it's just the wise man pulling strings. And oh, Roman Reigns in game is contract up. Hey, they yeah. There, there's some end game, so there's a plan going on here with the tribal chief in the bloodline. So I'm curious what it is because Roman Reigns. That was the first thing he did when he hit the ring because he ripped that contract up, and then Paul Heyman goes to Adam Pearce, changes the unification match. Somebody's getting set up. Like, there's a plan somewhere. And, I mean, someone did take a pin on spring breaking. Someone took a pin? Yes, a certain... Oh, never mind. For some reason, I was thinking of, like, a writing pin. Nah, someone took, the, someone took a pin. So you can continue Hayes and Grimes if you wanted to. But it got some kind of it got something in mind. But yeah, or this might be they have a game plan and Drew McIntyre is just the 
the game changer out of the whole thing. Right. But I just feel like Orton is the game changer to me. He could be the game like, changer any match that he's in. Yeah, and I feel like Reigns is focusing a little too much on McIntyre. And that's why I prefer Orton if Roman Reigns gets pinned. Orton's the pin. Because then, now we're setting up a money match. And Orton can be like, well, I did pin you. <laughs> and it seems like the tribal chief, all it takes is a RKO. <laughs> Three most devastating letters in all sports and entertainment. Hey, one of the another move that is protected a lot when he hits it, it's over. I wouldn't hate Riddle getting the first um chance at Roman. I thought it like, like, yeah, there's many ways, like, any of the three can pin Roman and it'll be great, and it's the Give best me- way you can do it and get away with it. Your Riddle versus Roman at Money in the Bank. Oh. <laughs> and then Orton versus Roman at SummerSlam. And then Roman versus Drew. Yep. At uh Classic Castle or whatever it's called. I that like so you, like me and you are right on the same page there. Like if if I could that, see that that's that how, that'd work for me. Cause that, that fills out your next that fills out everything until Drew. Right. For the UK. And three and decent them. matches for your stadiums. Yes. Like, Orton and Reigns, that's money. Like, I mean, this this is the chance that Randy Orton can become 15-time world champion. <laughs> and he could do it. But we all know Roman Reigns would probably kick out of an RKO. It's probably Let's what Cody. Let's Cody. Oh, I keep forgetting about Cody. Yeah, I mean, maybe Cody at Money in the Bank or something. Like, I don't know. There's so many different ways this is going. It would surprise me to see Cody in the Money in the Bank ladder match. But how did? But if Drew's in that match, how does Drew not win? But then Drew's always got the stadium show. Yeah, he's got the UK. View. He he's gonna be in the main event. I I I know I'd say that more than likely. Yeah. Yes. Wonder who Walter will face that night. Or sorry, Gunther. Finn. Will they be, I don't know how they'll cross brand it. Uh yeah. But it's the UK. They could do Finn and AJ for tag titles if they're still together. Whoa. There's different ways they can go about it. It depends on how they book the next month some yeah. change. Because when's money? In the, money in bank is the next pay is the next PLE right after Sunday. Mm, I think hell in the cell. Hell in the cell is before money in the bank. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um. When I looked at this, yeah, money in the bank is July third, and then okay. SummerSlam's like at the end of July. So, so when's money in the all right? So money in the bank's July third. So when's hell in the cell in June? Yes. 
I think it's like mid June or gotcha. yeah. It'll be a few weeks. Take a picture. But then damn, man, we got hell in the cell. Like what does Roman do then? I forgot damn. But we got hell in the cell. The money in the ba- Hell in the cell the last two years have been him fa- in and uh you had the Usos. Damn, who did he face at last year's hell in the cell? Yeah, I can't remember who he Yeah, I can't remember off the rip right now. Couldn't even remember Jay Lethal's name, more or less a match from two years ago. I do. I really did he even wrestle in the hell in the cell? I feel like he did. Is that when ain't when he faced Finn. Uh, that was extreme rules. Let's find out real quick with Google. Man, like Man, he should face Nakamura at Hell in the Cell if they wanted to do that. <laughs> he don't even have to be in a cell. This dude don't even have to be at a pay per view. He didn't even he didn't wrestle. That makes sense. I thought the only Hell in the Cell I seen this dude then was against Jay. Yeah, yeah, Lashley and Drew. Yeah, this so, dude might shit, not be the man, rest of this year. Yeah, hard to say, right? So, depending on, unless, he, unless that's when it gives Nakamura the chance. Obviously not in the cell. Unless Cody beats Seth Rollins and challenges him for a title. You can see it. But what if <laughs> Seth wins? Part of me wants is it to... Cody? Is it, Part is it of me Cody? wants to pick Seth so there would be a Seth and Cody 3 in Hell in a Cell. And they would kill it. Fuck yeah! Oh, that's your main event. That's your main event. Alright, if Roman ain't... Roman don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly what they need to do for Hell in a Cell. Winner gets a title match at Money in the Bank. Oh... Uh... Seth Rollins might win that money in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Seth, yo, Roman Reigns can't stand Seth Rollins, bro. Fuck no. (laughs) That's like, that's like a 2K, you know, Garb just running the show and got no issues. Here comes Dak coming in the locker. (laughs) Look who's back. <laughs> Yo, it it, it just still makes me laugh, man. Like every like that night where fucking Roman is just chilling in his locker room and he hears that knock. <laughs> <laughs> and it just comes in laughing at him. Oh, jeez. That shit was great. Cause that's one guy that has Roman's number. And at the Royal Rumble, he beat him. <laughs> Roman got disqualified. <laughs> so that's what is eating 
at Seth Rollins because he knows with that win that Cody got at WrestleMania, he's going to be in line for a title shot. And he's seeing what Cody's mission is. Knowing that he's already beaten Roman, has Roman's number, he should be the guy to beat Roman, is Seth Rollins. He's like, Seth is the ultimate backup plan. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it writes itself. Because it's just, it's Roman. But I just feel if they end up, if they know they have the rock, which I feel like they, they do know they have the rock. I feel the same. They might end up running a Roman and Seth again at some point, and Roman's probably going to conquer them. Yeah, maybe at Rumble. Again, maybe they'll rerun it at Rumble. Oh, man, it's going to be great. If the titles are still split, I wonder what they're going to do for Survivor Series this year. Or the titles are still unified, I guess I should say. Give me one Raw guy, one SmackDown guy, triple threat for the titles. (sighs) I can work with that. Or you can have the triple threat match, and that could be the night you split the titles. One fall will be for the WWE. Yeah. Or two falls, basically. And so whoever wins for their brand, but here's the kicker. Who doesn't leave as a champion is a free agent. Oh, I would do it if I went that route. Losers are free agent. So the person that has no no title at the end of that triple threat match, they're a free agent. Because the other two have titles, so they go to their respective brands. I wonder who would be in that match by that time. Oh, Cody, if they, Seth. If they did that, Cody and Seth would make sense, but they are both technically on Raw. That's true. Maybe it'd be Cody, Drew. Maybe if Roman somehow snuck out the heel way and wanted to end the UK pay per view in a shower of booze. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they if might they do. First, if they did the first fall for the universal title, this dude might win and then walk out. Why not? I he mean, keep that shit. He done had a rough match. Yeah. Drew McIntyre done got up. Champion. Nah, I'm good. Dude, the pop that McIntyre is going to get in that UK oh. stadium. Gunther, too. Yeah. Finn? Yeah. Becky. She always gets it over there. (laughs) Becky's going to get a pop. Sheamus. I look forward to that, man. I look forward to it. I wish they had done this a lot sooner. Something tells me that this year is the test run to see how many they run next year. Apparently, this is the Nick Khan influence. He's big on these stadium shows. And I get it. If you can sell them out, get that money. Oh, yeah, dude. Get that, dude. The amount of ad revenue. And then you got to think when you're doing a stadium show, you can make this a fucking 
a huge weekend extravaganza for the in town people, you know. So where's the other ones at? I know they got the UK. You know, uh, where, where, what stadiums are they holding these in? Do you know? Like, where's Money in the Bank? Where's SummerSlam? Oh, Money in the Bank. SummerSlam is so fine. No, Money in the uh, SummerSlam's in a uh, Titan Stadium in Nashville, the Nissan okay. Stadium, I think. I, uh, I don't think they've been there yet, have they? Nah, that's why I was also I was, give them a good. This also give them a good indication if they want to hold future WrestleManias at some of these places. Exactly. Um, and then Money in the Bank's Vegas Allegiant Stadium. That okay. shit is going, dude. That's where SummerSlam was last year. And that stadium is where they're gonna put Money in the Bank. That shit is gonna be crazy. So, what's the other stadium show? In the four coming up, or well, UK it's, Money in the Bank SummerSlam? What's the other one? Oh, it's uh, either it's gonna be a uh, Saudi show. Oh, okay, okay. But they don't know if it's gonna be Crown Jewel or TLC. Gotcha. I'd be interested if they did TLC in Saudi, because uh, I'd be interested how that crowd would take it. They seem to like the Elimination Chamber. Let's but it was it Brock Lesnar. Run TLC. Sounds good to me. Um, And then that was last. And then after that was the Royal Rumble. You know, day one, then the Royal Rumble was listed. Yeah. Survivor Series coming up, too. I don't know where Survivor Series is going to be at yet. Is that one going to be a stadium? I don't think so. I think that's, that's Barclays. Oh, uh, well, that's fine, too. But, I mean, they if they wanted, going to, over there. <laughs> they wanted to hold Survivor Series in MetLife, that'd be crazy. <laughs> it's a big enough pay-per-view, they could probably pull it off. I'm just excited because, like, then, like, when you start putting... I know a lot of people online were talking, like, oh, they're going to oversaturate it. They're going to wear it out. Not if you got hot crowds. This is stadium. Show, yeah, exactly. These crowds are going to show out. Because each stadium crowd is going to try to outdo the next. Is how I think it's going to... The effect that Ain't none of them going to outdo UK. Nah, dude. They, no, nah. That's going to be the best pay-per-view this year. Due to that Ain't crowd. No, prob- probably so. I wouldn't... Uh... I wouldn't but doubt Wrestle- that at all. WrestleMania is going to be hard to top for years to come, honestly. Good-ass show. And Imagine they held a WrestleMania in the UK. It's a fucking stone-cold effect right there. That's, I mean, this year's WrestleMania was good all the way around, to be honest. Fucking beyond I wonder where it's going to rank in the long run. I am so impressed with how good that match was, Bianca and Becky. Dude, yeah, I, I like didn't the, have the the amount of storytelling they told in the first three minutes of that match was insane, and then how it drug on later on was even better and better. And Corey Graves was doing real good by describing the frustrations of Becky Lynch and telling the story. He did real good with that. It goes to say how good this year's WrestleMania was. How many times have you watched it? At this point, Bro, I watched a lot, dude. 
Yeah. Like I said, dude, like it's going to be hard to top that for me for years to come. Uh, oh, I, just, I, know, I know it's still kind of early, but where are, you, where are you ranking it right now in your head? Or that's top five. Honestly. Top five? For me. I, uh, for me, it's top five. I was curious if you had already got it into maybe in consideration for the best. Man, it's hard to say that, man, because I got a few soft spots. Right. I'm always going to have a soft spot for WrestleMania 17. That's just a crazy card. Then, what, like 24 was real good, wasn't it? 25. 24, 25. I like 21. 21 was 22 wasn't bad. Um, I'm trying to think what happens at, uh, I guess, what am I at? 2000, my next WrestleMania I have is 2004, so that's 20. So that's where I'll be when I get, get there. What a fucking... Badass triple threat match. Sean Michael twenty. Yeah, Sean Michaels triple A. Bro. Oh, that's (laughs) twenty. And then you got Eddie and Kurt Angle for the WWE title. Dude, the world title matches are stacked. That the next role that I'm on will have Shawn Michaels versus Goldberg for the title. On Raw. Yo, that roster was deep, son. And when Triple H had a 100K bounty on Goldberg's head, take him out. Yo, Triple H was a boss in that era, son. Like, when he had that suit on and walking around, yo, he wanted, yo, that dude hated not having that world title. Yeah. Triple H was one of the ones that really. I tweeted something similar to it, but he was one that just really stressed the importance of made the title feel important. Dude definitely understood his part. You know, like he was, when it came to making that title feel important and, uh, you know, like that's the end all be all, he was it. Triple H and JR, obviously, have taught me. I mean, he's, he's taught me so much about. When I'm watching wrestlers, especially heel wrestlers, when they're champion, that dude was the definition of when they talk about, we'll do whatever it takes to keep that title. Right. And if he lost it, you bet your last dollar the next night on Raw, that dude was coming out there and something like a $100,000 bounty. This dude's going to find a way to get that title, demanding a rematch, threaten the threaten something. <laughs> He's going to do something. <laughs> if he were an authority figure, you wanted Triple H to be champion because if he wasn't, this dude was creating havoc. Yo, like back in the day, dude, when this dude would lose the title, Sledgehammer be coming out. This dude's going busting heads. (laughs) Stephanie trying to talk to this dude. He's about to snap her neck because he ain't got his title. Like this dude, like I don't. Yeah, like when it came. I'm on. uh, I'm on no mercy. O three. Freaking. I ain't got to the match yet, but freaking Vince versus Stephanie. Oh wow. He's gonna have a match with his own daughter. And then yeah. I uh, think Brock Brock's facing 
I think this is a, Undertaker in a biker chain match. All right. On the SmackDown side, Undertaker and Brock and what Cena's got going on is the best shit that's going on over there. During that oh, yeah, era. and I think he, uh, I think Cena's, it might be Kurt Angle he's facing. Oh, they're having, oh, yes. This is the best Cena right here. I can't remember. But, yeah, that's where I'm at there. That means on SmackDown, he just had a rap battle with Kurt Angle. <laughs> Kurt Angle's so great. Um, And, it, yeah, this is the weird, this might be the weirdest era of Vince McMahon ever that's going on right now. And it all started crazy with good that. heel, though. Yeah, it all started during that uh, Hulk Hogan feud that he was having. Yeah. This, I, I love this era for Kane right now over on Raw, though. Is this is when he's uh, fucking chained up? Uh, a little past the chain. This is, he's still in the feud with Shane. Shane, is like uh, a week or two ago from where I'm at, did the thing where he lured him into the limo and then put the, oh, the two-by-four yeah. in there and and made him crash into the truck. Such great shit. And then, of course, the last Raw, Kane freaking wakes up at the hospital, starts destroying the doctors, because all he hears is from in the ring. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I miss all that good shit, man. I miss that fucking off-the-wall crazy shit, but at least it, at least it was some good storylines, man. What a great story this was when fucking Kane had the this dude got backed up into the arena (laughs) in a prisoner transport van, basically. Yeah, they allowed him to come to work and they take him out to the ring where before they'd unchain him. Yeah, and I'm at the point now where Jericho's, you know, he's playing. This is all on Austin. You created this monster. (laughs) Oh, Shane doing this. This is all on you, Austin. He's going to get stunned. I think that's when they're about to try to get him out of that job. So maybe at Survivor Series, which is the next pay-per-view, don't they have a match where it's like for Austin's job or something? Oh, it's Team Bischoff versus Team Austin. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is some good Jericho heel stuff going on right in that era, too. Oh, yeah, he's big-time heel, because even I hated him for it. And then he does all this heel shit all night, and <laughs> and then he comes out there to save Trish. Oh, yeah. From Steve Cause Richards. Because ain't that a bet that's going on with him and Christian? I think it's about to be that. Yeah. I think that's about to happen. That leads the to, the same like, night that Austin stuns Stacy. Leads to the best fucking heel run of Trish Stratus's career. I, I I did like Trish as a heel because she was a bitch and she was hot, so it worked. Oh, it worked out perfectly because then she also established herself already. Yeah. As a champion. So it worked, you know? Like sometimes that works for some faces, you know, like they be a face for a while, they establish themselves, and then when they turn heel as the champion, it's like it, it works. Yeah, it depends on who they are. Some people got to go the opposite way. Yeah. That's why 
And when people want to talk about when it comes to CM Punk, man, like his championship reign, when he turned heel is when the reign started. In the me. middle of it, a Raw 1000. Yeah, when he when he clotheslined the Rock. I remember me and you, when we saw that shit happen, we were like, here we go. Yes. Now, now we're going. Then he added Paul Heyman. And then it's just, <laughs> I was, that was some great shit. Yeah, when, <laughs> when Heyman stuck his head out the limo. Like this fucker here. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'm about to eat, maybe watch something, and then. Oh, uh, yeah, it's that time. Yeah, man. Get it, get good it, get it right. Instead of yeah, we didn't like really the... have much of a topic coming into the show, I thought we did pretty good to go an hour 48. Hey, we're, yeah, we're sorry, guys. It was a bad show today. There was no topics. There's nothing really big happening in the NBA playoffs. The series are kind of even right now, or nothing where they should expect. be. Um, but the good games are tonight in the Warriors. Nah, there's, there's actually no games tonight. Wow. There's no games tonight. And then the same games that were on last night will be on Friday. Game three of Memphis series and game three of the, um, Milwaukee series aren't till Saturday. So you're mean to tell me Saturday, I get to have an edibles episode. Oh yeah. You'll get to watch that too. And basketball game. Perfect. And then I got backlash. Eat more. Oh, this is going to be great. Dak's like, this is going to be a good-ass weekend. Dude, I can't wait for that. Like, it's going to be really good because I got to make sure I do the right measurements. And Just got to get through I, two days of work, bro, and you all set. I've just heard so many good things of people, like, blending them up and making smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> like that that sounds tempting well, just uh, be somewhere where you can get, lay down if you need to oh, I'm going to be in my recliner yeah. <laughs> might end up being glued to this recliner might be so decide now if I want to go keep watching No Mercy or if I want to watch me an episode of Supernatural I'll probably uh Check out McAfee for a little while. Might play me a game of 2K. I think I'm going and then put on whatever WWE's got on their channel in rotation. Lately, it's been the best of series. Usually, they pick a wrestler and do a bunch of their good matches. That's always good stuff. Went for, I mean, I've watched the last two I've watched has been AJ Styles and Kevin Owens. So. Yeah, the AJ Styles one was great because I forgot the classics this dude had in the first year. Oh, for sure. Between Cena, Reigns, like the Cena feud, wow. Cena really <laughs> stepped his game up, and AJ Styles showed John Cena why he should have been here a long time ago. That was good stuff. It's crazy to think that it was like <clears throat> what six, seven, six years ago. <clears throat> God damn it! What a great SummerSlam match they had in JBL with the call of the year. As soon as this dude hit the phenomenal forearm, and he just beat John Cena <laughs> one, <laughs> two, three. He just beat John. <laughs> like it's funny. Like I wonder in his in my mind, I'm like, damn, was he early on the call? If if he was, that was perfect. 
is either uh, well he might have he might have been expecting Cena to kick out, and he wanted it to be like he just beat him. No, you gotta <laughs> yeah. be kidding me. That's big match, John. But ah, uh, <laughs> uh, man, that was a that was a hell of a match. But yeah, it's time to chill out for the rest of the day. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back here with the We the Villains podcast, Happy Hours edition, Edibles edition, with just me. Bird's probably going to be smoking and just chilling. (laughs) Sipping and ripping. Uh Uh-oh. That's that's the episode. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dak. That's Gerv. We the Villains podcast. See you Saturday. V's up. Out.